The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Family Matters with your host, Dr. Virginia Collin. In this program, we will explore some of the challenges families face and the solutions they create in today's world, where marriage, parenting, and family forms are not what they once were. Now, here is Dr. Virginia Collin. My guest today is Francie Kaler, who has her own very intriguing radio show, P.I.'s Declassified, which has been popular on the Voice America Variety Network for four years. Since 1985, Francie Kaler has conducted a wide range of civil and criminal investigations at both federal and state levels, in addition to supervising a staff of investigators. A missing person case she investigated was portrayed on Unsolved Mysteries, and one of her capital cases was featured in A Suitable Job for a Woman, which is a book by British author Val McDermott. Another author, Anne Rule, chronicled a case that Kaler investigated in her true crime story, In the Name of Love. A licensed private investigator in California, Ms. Kaler's chief investigative focus is pre-trial and post-conviction criminal defense. Her company, Special Circumstances, enables her to concentrate in her area of interest. For the National Council of Investigation and Security Services, Ms. Kaler has served as president, as board chair, and as legislative chair. She has served in so many prestigious organizations of private investigators in multiple states and at the national level, and received so many honors that if I tried to list them all, you would turn your radio off. Let's cut it short. If you need a PI, call Francie. In addition to her casework and association activities, Francie Kaler hosts the weekly show, P.I.'s Declassified, on the Voice America Network. In September 2013, when Voice America had 250 hosts, Francie was featured as the host of the month. Her show is designed to educate the public about the positive activities of licensed investigators, combat the TV and movie myths surrounding private investigators, and show how the work of a private investigator is essential to the legal system. Ms. Kaler is a certified conflict mediator and works with community-based organizations in challenged communities to resolve conflict and facilitate improved communication. For her work in this area, she received the 2014 Humanitarian Award from Who's Who. In her spare time, she teaches interviewing and report writing skills, provides seminars on identity theft, and is on the staff of the Defense Investigators Training Academy and Investigative Career Training School. She also volunteers for the Santa Clara University Innocence Project and has worked pro bono on behalf of the family of a missing California woman 
since 1985. Francie has agreed to act as host today to help me introduce this new program, Family Matters. And now that I have introduced Francie Kaler to you, she will introduce me. Thank you, Dr. Colin, I'm so excited to be part of your first show. Thank you for inviting me to be your guest host. I have so many questions for you, and I'm sure I'm sure your listeners are wondering why in the world a private investigator is your guest host. But, uh, but we'll leave that for as a mystery for now. But, Sounds good. <laughs> I'm sure, though, that people logging into this show would like to know more about your background. So tell us... You know, where? how did you get started, and how did you get to this point? You mean this point of doing a radio yeah, show? Yeah, or? doing a radio show. How, what's your background? Uh, my background is, uh, well, my first career was as a research psychologist. I have a Ph.D. from UVA, and I loved studying infants and young children and their interactions with parents. It was It was great. I did research for a lot of years, uh, but eventually, I even wrote a book about human attachment, hmm. um, but eventually, um, I had too many children, and I had some health issues, and I couldn't keep up with all the new research all the time, so I needed to move on. Uh, so, where was I going with that? What was the question? So, 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 so you were going to move on, and where did you go next? Uh, next was um, a difficult period because around the same time that I was leaving research psychology, I was getting divorced and coping with difficulty as a single parent. So jobs were a little bit this and that for a while. Mm -hmm. And eventually I landed in family mediation. Which is just a fascinating concept, and and I and I know you said in your bio that you've been a really your credentials besides being a licensed psychologist, by the way, that uh, you've been a foster parent, a married parent, a divorced single parent, and a remarried step parent. Now that's a pretty darn good background. Well, I've certainly had a lot of experience with family problems. Well, and that's why um, what really seems to be the impetus. For the for you uh, hosting this show, Family Matters. That's a funny story. My hosting this show is almost an accident. Mm-hmm. I met someone who was doing a Voice America variety show, Chris Aficio, and he really impressed me. So I looked up the Voice America network and listened to some of his shows. And there's a little button that says, press here if you would like to host a show. (laughs) I had no plan to host a show, but I really wanted the Academy of Professional Family Mediators, APFM, to have a show. Because people don't know about family mediators. They Some of them don't know we exist. They don't know what really good things we can do. And they need to know. So I thought APFM, Academy of Professional Family Mediators, should be educating the public. So I'll just gather a little bit of information for them, and I'll pass it along, and probably somebody will do something. Mm -hmm. Ten minutes later, Robert Cialino phoned me, 
And we started talking about, well, if you were doing the show, how would you do it? What would you talk about? And I very seldom say this about business relationships, but Robert and I just clicked. Hmm. And so I decided, well, maybe I should consider whether I could do this for the benefit of APFM rather than just passing the information along. And a couple of months went by. Robert and I talked again, and it just felt right. So I'm not going to limit my show to family mediation. I want to talk about much more than that. But that's how I ended up doing this. Well, let's, uh, while we're talking about this, please define family mediation for me. Family mediation is an approach to resolving conflict within a family. It, uh, it's private. It's confidential. The mediator's job is to help the two or more members of the family who are having difficulty with each other to negotiate constructively and solve the problem. So the mediator's job is to help them plan together what would be a good way for their family to move forward. The great thing about it is it leaves control where it should be, in the hands of the family. A lot of the work that I do is related to separation, divorce, and co-parenting questions. Mm -hmm. So the alternative to mediation is litigation. And frankly, I think a courtroom is usually an awful place to be making decisions about how your family is going to live. Exactly. Well, and I also, you and I talked, I have talked a couple of times, and the the thing that I was left with, uh, Dr. Colin, is that uh, you made a, a statement about that it's much easier for particularly men to go to a family mediator than it is to go to a psychotherapist and have family therapy. Um, that has been my experience. A lot of men are reluctant to go to marital counseling or to therapy, although a lot of them also do go. Uh, I think we had that discussion in the context of talking about marriage mediation. Mm-hmm. And mediators do help people talk about the issues in their marriages and figure out how they are going to behave differently so that they're going to feel good about the way that they live together. So sometimes we help people keep their marriages together instead of helping them figure out how to divorce with minimal damage. That's, and, that's a great concept. And and so when you decided to do this radio show, even though that wasn't your original <laughs> intent, uh, what was your goal? Uh, My goal really was to educate the public. Initially, my goal was to educate the public about family mediation. Mm -hmm. And it expanded as time went by. I realized that I don't want to talk only about family mediation. Families today come in so many different forms and deal with so many different kinds of challenges. I want to talk about all kinds of good ideas about how we, as as individuals and as families, we can build and maintain healthy relationships, solve problems, avoid other kinds of problems, 
and when conflict happens, handle it constructively. I wanted to have a forum in which a variety of experts could offer their wisdom Hmm. to whoever wants to listen. Great. Sounds like a great idea. Well, we have so much more to talk about. We'll be back in a couple minutes with Dr. Colin. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Most adults are able to make good decisions about how their families can move forward. They do not need to rely on courts to make such decisions. Especially in cases of divorce, far too many people suffer unnecessary anguish because they do not know what family mediators can do. We help people discuss problems constructively in a private, confidential setting. We help them stop fighting and stay out of court. To learn more about mediation and other family matters, visit ColinFamilyMediationGroup.com. Colin has one L and no S. Are you struggling with emotional, financial, and legal stress related to divorce? The Guide to Low-Cost Divorce in Virginia by Virginia Collin and Rebecca Martin teaches how to handle these processes in any state with special attention to Virginia's laws. This book can help you take care of yourself, get free legal advice, develop a good co-parenting plan, keep expenses down, and arrange a do-it-yourself divorce. The Guide to Low-Cost Divorce in Virginia is available from Amazon for just $4.99. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Family Matters. To reach Dr. Virginia Collin or today's guest, Please call into the program at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to radioshow at com. Now, back to Family Matters. Professional family mediator Dr. Virginia Collin is here to talk about her show, which is being launch today. And I'm really interested, Dr. Colin, because um, it seems like family mediation is a little distant from doing research psychology. So how did that get started? Well, one factor was my own divorce, which was a nightmare. It lasted two and a half years, and it was terrible for me, my husband, my children, everybody involved. Sure. Uh But the real decision point came in 1999. I had a friend who had been in a custody battle for a year and a half. He had spent somewhere between $40,000 and $45,000 on attorneys trying to defend what he believed was best for his children, which was having them live with him 
while his ex-wife was very persistently trying to regain custody. Mm-hmm. So they had another court hearing, and neither parent liked what the judge told them to do next. So it was clear that they were going to wind up back in court again unless someone intervened. And I said, you know, I'm a Quaker. I have some conflict resolution skills. Let's mm. try a different approach. Mm-hmm. And I ended up, I was not officially labeled as their mediator, but in effect, I mediated that case. And it was one of the most difficult cases I've ever had. They were so angry at each other and had so little trust. It was not a good idea to even have them in the same room with each other. My preference when mediating is for things to happen face-to-face. Sure. But for this particular couple, shuttle mediation was a much better plan. So I could talk with one at a time and find out what they thought would be a good schedule for the kids and listen to all of their anger and all of their accusations about the terrible things the other parent did. And I could just kind of leave the emotion over there and take the content of the proposal for the schedule over to the other parent. And then that the same thing would happen with that parent, and I could take the content of the counterproposal back to the first parent. Mm-hmm. So it took a long time going back and forth (laughs) um, because there was such a huge level of distrust. You know, it really mattered to these folks whether the agreement said 9.15 on Friday or 9.30 on Friday. Amazing. It took a long time. But eventually it worked. They came up with a plan for the kids' schedule. The ex-wife wrote it up as a consent order. The judge, probably with a huge sigh of relief, Hmm. signed off on it, and they never went back to court. That's an accomplishment. I thought, if I can work with these two people and help them resolve their problem, maybe this is the work that I'm supposed to be doing. Maybe I should be doing this for other families, too. Well, that that sounds like such an amazing accomplishment, having been through my own divorce. Uh, and so I, I have a feeling for what you're talking about. And what makes you good at mediation, Dr. Collin? I think one of the most important things is compassion. Most of the time... I can really empathize or sympathize with each party's feeling of, you know, the distress that they're going through and their sense of how important it is to have things come out their way or come out a good way, Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, So I think compassion matters. I also have been through a large amount of training from family mediators who've been doing this much longer than I have and are really good at it. And over the years, I've acquired a fair amount of experience. So now I can, you know, pick up on cues and kind of get conversations back on track 
more easily than I could at the beginning. And really, people need to be listened to, don't they? They do. And that's, that's one of the first things you learn when you take training to become a family mediator. We really have to be effective at helping people listen to each other. Mm-hmm. I, I certainly can see that because, you know, there, there's a lot of pain in divorce. There is. When they're divorcing is when normal, healthy people feel very anxious, possibly depressed, possibly very angry. It's a time in life when normal, healthy people sometimes just act crazy. Mm-hmm. And, of course, if there's children involved, that carries on down to the children. Right. Yeah, it's now, very, very hard for the children. Which brings up a question. Do you bring the children into a mediation? I do not. I I think the parents usually know their children well and generally are able to eventually agree on what's a good plan for the kids. Mm-hmm. When, the, when I have... A concern about, you know, they just have really different perspectives about what's going on inside that child's head and heart and what would be good for that child. I encourage them to have the child see a therapist to get an evaluation. And then the therapist can make recommendations to the two parents and we bring those recommendations back into the mediation. Mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned, um, oh, I thought it was an interesting word to me, your shuttle, shuttle mediation. Yes. So, <laughs> so that means uh, you have one, one person in one room, one person in another room, and you're going back and forth? Correct. That's, that's what, that literally, that is what happens sometimes. Okay. I have one person on the second floor of the courthouse and one person on the first floor of the courthouse, and I'm going upstairs and downstairs. Uh, in that first case, we actually did a lot of it by email huh. and phone calls, email and phone calls, a lot of phone calls. So I didn't, I wasn't instantly going back and forth between the two of them. It's I'd hear from one and I'd reframe what they had to say or what they were proposing and I'd pass it along to the other. And then it could be three or four days before I got a response Okay. To pass back. So is that shuttle environment typical or is that a, was that an unusual situation? Shuttle mediation is unusual for me. I think it's very far from being optimal. And unfortunately, there are people who call themselves mediators who don't know how to do it any other way. Mm. It's, it's inefficient, and it doesn't help the two people learn to communicate more with effectively each with each other. <laughs> right. For sure. For sure. Well, I want to talk more about mediation, Dr. Colin, but, but I don't want to forget that um, this program today is about what you're going to be doing with this show. So let's, let's talk about that, what, what kinds of topics you plan on presenting, and then we'll come back to more uh, information about mediation. Okay. Many of us live in a complicated and difficult world. Almost half of the babies born in the United States today are born to parents who are not married to each other. 
Mm-hmm. Married people worry about whether their marriages will last, and there's good reason for them to worry because approximately half of marriages don't. They end in divorce. So that produces a lot of parents who were never married to each other or who are now divorced who need to figure out how to co-parent well. You know, mm-hmm. if they, if life is going to be good for their kids, they got to figure out how to cooperate about parenting, even if they hate each other. Yeah. We also have a lot of families where both parents have jobs, maybe long commutes. So the kids are in after school programs and the parents and kids have very little unstructured, relaxed family time. And that's hard. Right. Then you throw in technology, you got video games and cell phones and internet access. Being a parent is difficult in a way that didn't exist 50 years ago. For sure, and it's difficult enough when you're under one roof. Yes, that's true. We also have a lot of non-traditional family forms. We do have people who are living in open marriages. Mm -hmm. We have people who have long-term relationships but do not get married and do have kids in the family. Mm -hmm. We have gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender families with Mm -hmm. children. Mm -hmm. A lot of step families. So there are lots of different kinds of challenges that families face And I hope to have a variety of experts who can address each of those challenges. We also have people living much longer than they used to live. And consequently, we have families needing to make decisions about care of an elderly relative who doesn't, who's got some level of dementia and can't make good decisions for themselves. Sure. And that that can be really tense. That's another area where family mediators can help out a lot. And, it, you know, and I, that's a huge growing area. It's just, I mean, as we're all getting older and living longer, um, the baby boomers are now going to be overrunning the rest of us, maybe with some of them with dementia. <laughs> yep, that will happen. <laughs> that, that will almost inevitably happen. Yeah. So and where, where are you going to find your experts? Uh, good question. Some of them are people I already know. For example, you know, very experienced family mediators. Next week, John Fisk will be my guest, and he's been doing marriage mediation for more than 30 years. So he'll take, he's an expert. Okay. There what, are other. I'm sorry. And where does John Fisk come from? What is his background? He has been a family mediator for. 30 plus years, I think. And I think he also is a lawyer, but he doesn't, as far as I know, he doesn't practice law. I'm going to have to ask him about that. Hmm. Interesting. Well, that'll, that sounds like it would be a really interesting show. And which brings another question. Do you, do you have to be a lawyer to be a mediator? You do not. You do have to get some education about the family law in the state where you're going to practice. Because you can't help people make decisions that are going to wind up in a court order if you don't know the legal parameters. 
but you do not have to be attorney. an attorney. In Virginia, approximately half of family mediators are attorneys, and that leaves half of us who aren't. Interesting. Fascinating. And did you ever dream that there was something called family mediation before you got into it? I don't recall hearing of it or knowing anything about it until I was getting divorced. Interesting. And at that time, I was getting divorced in Maryland, and at that time, Maryland required if you had children that you would do at least two sessions with a mediator and see if you could work things out on your own instead of leaving it up to the judge. Okay. We need to take another break, Dr. Colin. And that was the voice of Virginia Colin, PhD. Stay tuned. We're going to be right back. the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787, Hello? and ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Most adults are able to make good decisions about how their families can move forward. They do not need to rely on courts to make such decisions. Especially in cases of divorce, far too many people suffer unnecessary anguish because they do not know what family mediators can do. We help people discuss problems constructively in a private, confidential setting. We help them stop fighting and stay out of court. To learn more about mediation and other family matters, visit ColinFamilyMediationGroup.com. Colin has one L and no S. Are you struggling with emotional, financial, and legal stress related to divorce? The Guide to Low-Cost Divorce in Virginia by Virginia Collin and Rebecca Martin teaches how to handle these processes in any state with special attention to Virginia's laws. This book can help you take care of yourself, get free legal advice, develop a good co-parenting plan, keep expenses down, and arrange a do-it-yourself divorce. The Guide to Low-Cost Divorce in Virginia is available from Amazon for just $4.99. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. listening to Family Matters. To reach Dr. Virginia Collin or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to radio show at collinfamilymediationgroup.com. Now, back to Family Matters. Today is the launching of a brand new program on the VoiceAmerica.com variety platform called Family Matters with Dr. Virginia Collin. We were just talking about what uh, what Dr. Collin is going to have for upcoming shows, and and a uh, couple of them that we were talking about during the break was uh, issues regarding racism, issues regarding discrimination. Are you, are you having topics like that? I do hope to, yes, and I have to 
find the right experts who can talk about that in a way that people can stand to listen to because it's a tough topic for a lot of people. But we do have racism in this country. We do have people who, because of their race, have privileges that they're not even aware are privileges Mm -hmm. because it's just the way their lives have always been. They don't realize that there's another set of people who don't have the option of living that way. I think we call that white privilege, don't we? Yes. Yeah. White privilege. Yeah. And then there are economic class issues that really affect family life. So if we're talking about family matters, we could easily wind up talking about economics And in the United States, we have citizens from all over the world. We We really do live in a multicultural society. I think that there are parts of the country where that's not so much a reality, where there's a much, much more uniformity of, uh, of racial and ethnic background. Mm -hmm. But in many, many parts of the country, if you go to a department store, and just listen to people walking by, you will quickly hear five or six or ten different languages being spoken. That's right. So we need to learn how to get along with each other, respect each other, understand each other, live together. A friend of mine teaches in a junior high school in a area close to me in in Northern California, she tells me that there's 119 primary languages in their school. Wow. It's a lot of languages. It's a lot of languages. Yeah. I live in Fairfax County, and we have a very large number of immigrants from here, there, and almost everywhere. And you're talking about Fairfax, Virginia. Yes. Yeah. Well, and, you know... I'm wondering if you're going to be able to find an expert that would be able to address the trauma from families that grow up in uh, low-income, high-crime areas. I have someone in mind, and I'm not going to say who because I don't know for sure yet whether she's willing to do the interview in public. Okay, because that would be a fascinating topic for me to hear. I'll just pass that on. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'll see what I can do for you. Okay, well, that's great. Well, let's, let's go back and talk a little bit about mediation because I, I find that a fascinating topic. I think probably uh, most people would find that fascinating, and it's, it's new. It seems new, fresh to me because we always think of mediation to be uh, – connected to some kind of a court case, a civil case, um, a tort. So this is exciting to hear that there's some other alternative. Yeah, family mediators can help with lots of different kinds of issues, and not all of them are things that might land you in court if the mediation doesn't work out. Well, Uh, what what if one person is completely irrational? What... And immovable. What do you do with that kind of a situation? We give it a try. Sometimes people who sound completely irrational and unmovable will respond if the mediator listens to them well, makes it clear that we get it, we understand your perspective. You know, I see why you're so angry. I see why you're so scared about this, 
But I think we can solve that problem. Uh So let's talk it over. Sometimes people do calm down and figure out how to negotiate constructively with, you know, the mediator in the room, staying on top of the process. That's our job to help the process work right, help the communication flow constructively. So sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. Some people really are just not capable of making rational decisions, not capable of recognizing what is in their own best interest. And I can't help them. (laughs) And what do you do if you have one spouse or the other or one parent or the other, not necessarily spouses, but come and they are either uh, clearly on drugs or alcohol? How do you handle that? If they are clearly impaired at that moment, I say, number one, let's reschedule. And number two, would it be a good idea for you to talk with a counselor and get an assessment of of whether this is, you know, a serious ongoing problem and really requires some treatment or you're just having an exceptionally bad day today. Okay. Okay. And and what about if there's domestic violence in the home? How are you dealing with that? If there's domestic violence in the home, the first thing to do is whatever you need to do so that you're safe and your children are safe. By the time people contact me, usually they have taken that step. There have been a couple exceptions, but usually they have already taken that step. So then there's the question of whether they are too much afraid of the other person to be able to be in the same room with them and stand up for themselves. And that varies. So if the if one party is too much afraid of the other one, that's a situation in which I might happily do shuttle mediation. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the people who have been the victims of domestic violence, once they have a protective order in place, they feel safe enough and strong enough to speak up for themselves and say, you know, this is okay with me, this is not okay with me. And Dr. Colin, if you, if during a mediation it comes out that uh, uh, one or the other of the partners have abused the other um, violently, physically, are you a mandatory reporter for that as a mediator? I'm not a mandated reporter of violence between spouses. Mm-hmm. I am a mandate, mandatory reporter of child abuse and child neglect. Okay. So if it came out in one of those sessions um, that, say, a child had been molested, you would have to report that. I would have to report that, yes. And do you, are, do you have to disclose that when you first meet with the clients? Absolutely. Yeah. At the beginning of our first mediation session, we go over a short contract that says, this is what mediation is. This is how it works. Everything is confidential except, and it lists Mm -hmm. every possible exception. Mm -hmm. And 
confidential has a very powerful meaning. It's not just confidential from the larger world in general. It's confidential from the court. So mediation gives you a safe place to talk about possibilities of how you might handle things. And it should never be possible for that to come back and bite you in the courtroom. You certainly can never call the mediator as a witness. Is that true? That's true. So kind of like what an interpreter does. Possibly. I haven't thought about that. Hmm. Interesting. (laughs) Because an interpreter, even though they're privy to what both sides are saying, cannot also not be called as a witness. I didn't know that. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I should talk to private investigators more often. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I'm not saying that probably never, I mean, it doesn't ever happen. I'm sure there's been cases where it it has, depending on what the circumstances are. But that is the the basic rule. Uh Uh-huh. That's good to know. Yeah. All right, so which, what would you say is the average number of sessions you need with a couple when you're mediating whatever they're doing to separate? Yeah, yeah. if it's a separation and divorce case, surprisingly often, all we need is two or three meetings. Mm-hmm. Each meeting is a couple of hours. Uh, the, the parties have homework to do, that, some of which they do before the first meeting. They need to gather their financial records and think about how they want to do things, think about what they think will be best for their kids. They need to prepare themselves. But if they prepare and they do their homework, surprisingly often, it takes just two or three sessions to complete the plan for the parenting plan, spousal support, child support, property distribution, everything. And then a lot of people don't know this, but in my state, in Virginia, a mediator can write up the property settlement agreement for them. So it, it very often happens that one of the mediators who works with me, I'm the director of a group of seven family mediators. So it very often happens that one of us will write a draft of a property settlement agreement that covers all the topics that I just mentioned. And then we say, it's a good idea for each of you to take this to an attorney and have them look it over before you sign it, because we're not allowed to give you legal advice. Mm -hmm. And this is a big deal. This is going to affect your rights for the future. So it's a good idea to talk to an attorney and make sure that we really got it right and that your interests are adequately protected. This just, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, and if the attorneys find problems, then we come back to the table. Sure. And if not, then they sign off on it, and then they can decide whether they want to go get a do-it-yourself divorce based on the property settlement agreement or whether they want to pay an attorney to handle that paperwork. Sounds very productive, and we do need to take another break, and more to come with Dr. Virginia Collin and Family Matters. Don't go away. News. News. Opinion. 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 
hear me. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Most adults are able to make good decisions about how their families can move forward. They do not need to rely on courts to make such decisions. Especially in cases of divorce, far too many people suffer unnecessary anguish because they do not know what family mediators can do. We help people discuss problems constructively in a private, confidential setting. We help them stop fighting and stay out of court. To learn more about mediation and other family matters, visit ColinFamilyMediationGroup.com. Colin has one L and no S. Are you struggling with emotional, financial, and legal stress related to divorce? The Guide to Low-Cost Divorce in Virginia by Virginia Collin and Rebecca Martin teaches how to handle these processes in any state with special attention to Virginia's laws. This book can help you take care of yourself, get free legal advice, develop a good co-parenting plan, keep expenses down, and arrange a do-it-yourself divorce. The Guide to Low-Cost Divorce in Virginia is available from Amazon for just $4.99. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. listening to Family Matters. To reach Dr. Virginia Collin or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to radio show at collinfamilymediationgroup.com. Now, back to Family Matters. It is so interesting today to be involved in this new show on this very important topic of families and relationships. And family mediation, as we've been talking about for the last few minutes, just seems like a, a, a great alternative to working with attorneys or going to court or, uh, or, even, or even therapy. It sounds like it's um, certainly cost-effective, isn't it, Dr. Colin? Oh, Yeah. Yeah, I worked with a couple earlier this year who had been separated for about three years and they were getting close to the day when if they didn't work things out before then, they would have to go to trial. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that does ha- provide an impetus that gives people a motivation to settle. But they had not been able to settle things between themselves for three years with lots of complications. And they came to me for mediation, last-ditch attempt, and it worked out in less than, you know, less than 10 or 12 hours for less than Mm $2,500. I helped them work out all the details of their property settlement agreement. So for under $2,500, they got what they needed, and they avoided a $30,000 trial. That's just fascinating. What a a great concept. Yes, you can really save money. (laughs) Absolutely. And uh, and I think with everybody leaving, feeling like maybe they didn't get everything they wanted, but they got a lot of what they wanted. 
that's the goal. The, you know, the goal is that everybody in the family is going to have what they need and be able to move forward. Usually in case of divorce, there's damage. You know, people mm-hmm. are, there's a lot of emotional distress. I have nothing against therapy. I think therapy can be really helpful also. And, you know, mediation is kind of for settling the legal issues, mm-hmm. but it won't take care of all the emotional difficulties. So a therapist can be really helpful. And do you find when people first start, I say they're the first meeting with you, are they skeptical that it's going to work out to their best interest or, or how are they when they first come to see you? It varies enormously. There really are people who have amicable divorces. You know, they don't want to be married to each other anymore, but they don't want to be mean to each other, and they just need to figure out a fair way to divide things up. Mm -hmm. So that's fine. There are some people who come in very angry and very skeptical about whether there's any way to work things out with their ex, but they do it. That's great. That's just great. And now you've also written, you said you mentioned the book that you wrote, uh, the first book. Um, the first book was Human Attachment. Human it's Attachment. About, it's about attachment theory and research and, and then you've babies written, and parents and daycare providers. <laughs> okay. And then you've written another book as well. Yes. Would you like yeah. to mention that one? Just very recently, I finished The Guide to Low-Cost Divorce in Virginia. How to Do It Yourself. It's available for four ninety nine, and it will save you thousands of dollars if you are indeed separating and divorcing. In Virginia, though. In Virginia. Yeah. It actually has a lot of information that's useful in any state about these are things to think about, this is, these are records to gather, these are notes to take about what's happening with the kids, and this is how to take care of yourself during this emotion, this really difficult emotional time. And this is, this is how you can tell, take care of your kids, how you can find free legal advice. A lot of it will apply to any state, but the most specific stuff does connect to this is how the legal system in Virginia works. This is what the laws in Virginia are. Okay. All right. So, Dr. Collin, we're almost at the end of the hour here. If you were to summarize what listeners can gain from listening to your show, what would it be? Listeners should be able to hear from a variety of experts with great ideas about how to handle the challenges that individuals and families face in the modern world. We should hear about building and maintaining healthy relationships, divorcing with minimal damage, Mm-hmm. Helping co-parents with high conflict levels share their kids in a healthier way. Maybe father's rights, maybe how it's going for gay and lesbian families. How to strengthen marriages. How to make decisions about elderly members of the family. Mm-hmm. Um, forming and maintaining step families. Boy, I got that really wrong when I did it. So I'm hoping that other people can listen to the show and learn how to do it right and not have the difficulties that my kids and I had. Well, so you we'll know, probably talk about single parents and race, ethnicity, economic class, how those affect family life. And 
you know, sometimes we get to create separation agreements that set the stage for healing a relationship and mm-hmm. reconciling a marriage. Mm-hmm. So all kinds of family matters. Yeah, and it's, and it's so great that there are resources like yours, Dr. Colin, that are available. Certainly that wasn't available when I was getting my divorce a number of years ago. And all of this is, is fairly new, and people are really paying attention to how to – maybe how to salvage uh, an ongoing relationship when you're co-parenting. That's a very yeah. difficult situation. It is difficult, but, you know, you are likely to see that other parent in the future for some holidays, maybe, for weddings, for funerals, for high school and college graduations. Uh It would be good if you can figure out a way to do that cooperatively and calmly, not put your kids in a situation that's everlastingly tense. Absolutely, because you're putting your children in a conflict situation. They don't want to take sides, and then often they're forced to take sides depending on the situation. It's a very, very unfair for the kids, mm-hmm. regardless of whether they're, they're preschoolers, high schoolers, or even adult children. Yeah. So I think we're almost out of time. We Any are. last questions you really want me to answer? You know, I think I have loved talking to you. Thank you so much. I think you uh, very adequately uh, explained what your show is, is going to be about. I look forward to tuning in to your show next week and every week at 3 o'clock Pacific Time and 6 o'clock Eastern Time. So I guess we can leave with saying family matters. That sounds good to me. Uh, If we're not out of time, I could mention that if people are curious and they'd like to know a little more about me, I'm very easy to find on the Internet. You can check my website, ColinFamilyMediationGroup.com, or just look me up on LinkedIn or Facebook or Twitter. It's easy. Very good. Thank you so much, Dr. Colin, and we are out of time. Thank you. Thank you for joining us this week on Family Matters. Please tune in for another edition featuring host Dr. Virginia Collin next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Be kind, heal, and grow. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 